0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca
1: Ibarra. And I'm Kea Moynihan. It's Friday, September 23rd, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday.
0: Here's the latest. Tennis great Roger Federer has taken to the court one last time before retirement. He teamed up with longtime rival Rafael Nadal for a doubles match against Americans Francis Tiafoe and Jack Sock. The 41-year-old walked into the court in London to a standing ovation. He is ending a career that included 20 Grand Slam titles and five seasons ranked number one. Well, the markets ended the week on a low, which is not necessarily surprising as interest rates continue to surge and foreign currency like the British pound tumble. All the major indexes closed down over 1.5%. Hurricane Fiona blew through Bermuda with high winds and heavy rain this morning, knocking out power for nearly 25,000 people. It's showing no signs of slowing as it heads north to Atlantic Canada, where it's expected to hit tonight. People are bracing for historic winds, flooding, and storm surges. This could be one of Canada's biggest storms. A meteorologist for the country's Hurricane Center likened Fiona to Superstorm Sandy that rocked the entire East Coast in 2012. Officials say people who live by the coast should be ready to evacuate on short notice. A giant tent on a remote parking lot could become a temporary home for some of the thousands of migrants and asylum seekers that Republican governors sent on buses from the South to New York City. Mayor Eric Adams is trying to figure out where some of the 11,000 people can sleep while long-term solutions are found. The tents are the latest idea. A few days ago, it was um, cruise ships. Also, organizations working with the unhoused are concerned. They say using tents could fall short of New York City's law for providing safe and adequate shelter. When a volcano erupted underwater near the South Pacific nation of Tonga in January, it sent shockwaves around the world. It was so dramatic, scientists say they've never seen anything like it. What's more, it sent millions of tons of water vapor into the stratosphere. And while volcanic eruptions usually end up cooling the planet because the sulfur blocks sunlight, according to a paper in the journal Science, all that water vapor could hold in heat and warm up the planet instead. How much? They don't know yet, but they'll keep studying the historic event. Today, and every day we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, why illegal cannabis sales on the decline? Schools in Los Angeles will now have supplies of an overdose reversal drug called naloxone on hand. This comes after seven students overdosed in the last month, including a 15-year-old girl who died last week in the bathroom at her high school in Hollywood. It's believed she took a pill laced with fentanyl. Naloxone combats the effects of an overdose for up to 90 minutes while emergency medical help is found. The school district says it will also provide more support and education around substance assistance use. The UK's new government announced some major economic changes. New Prime Minister Liz Truss ran on promises of tax cuts and free markets, but the breadth of deregulation is a significant departure from the previous government and something not seen since the 70s. The UK will spend £45 billion on tax cuts over the next five years, offering breaks mostly to the nation's highest earners. It's being seen as a risky bet to lure investment in hopes that profits might trickle down. And UK markets were not impressed. The FTSE 100 index closed down nearly 2% and the pound lost 3% against
1: the dollar. After nearly a week of protests, Iran has blocked internet access in parts of Tehran and Kurdistan, as well as access to Instagram and to WhatsApp. Those platforms have been crucial to protests following the death of Mahsa Amini, a 22-year-old Kurdish woman who was arrested for allegedly wearing her hijab too loosely. She died in police custody. While protesters have been holding physical demonstrations, videos have also been going viral of women burning their hijabs and cutting their hair in protest. Hilary Mantel, the
0: British author, has died of a stroke at the age of 70. She won the Booker Prize twice for her 2009 novel, Wolf Hall, and its 2012 sequel, Bring Up the Bodies. The novels are the first two in a trilogy about the life of Thomas Cromwell, one of King Henry VIII's assistants. Bill Hamilton, her literary agent, says Mantel was one of the greatest English novelists of the century, and that she had been working on a new novel before she died. The next time your kids won't eat their greens, consider the possibility that they might be naturally hardwired to hate certain vegetables. It's been long suspected that fetuses can perceive flavors in the womb. Now, researchers in the UK have used 4D ultrasounds to watch a fetus's face react to flavors in real time. The results... They don't like kale. The high tech imaging showed fetuses making clear, yucky faces after the pregnant women swallowed kale flavored capsules. Carrots, which are sweeter, elicited smiles. Wait until they try carrot cake. The market downturn is challenging for lots of businesses, but one sector is getting hit particularly hard. The cannabis industry. Small startups and the biggest companies are seeing sales slow down and investments dry up. Insider's Jeremy Burke writes about the legal cannabis industry. So Jeremy, why is the cannabis industry feeling the economic downturn so hard?
2: So the cannabis industry is in a tight spot because of the broader market for a couple of reasons. And I think number one, right, is that it is an emerging market and generally growth stocks and emerging stocks. Do suffer when the economy isn't good. People kind of put their money in safer places. Mm. Number two, cannabis is in this weird kind of framework where it's federally illegal, but it's legal in many states. And so what that means for these businesses is they can't really access the banking system like any other business. And then at the same time, number three, it's just inflation. People are spending less on discretionary things. Cannabis is one of those things.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about consumers because sales in so-called vice industries like alcohol and cigarettes actually tend to go up during economic hard times, right? So why are weed sales going down?
2: Yeah, so that was the thinking in the early days of the cannabis industry. And I say early days, like four or five years ago, when states were sort of just rolling out their regulated markets. But cannabis is a unique industry in that there is a thriving illicit market. And these illicit sales, you don't have to pay taxes. Generally speaking, illicit dealers aren't complying with regulation, so their cannabis is just a lot less expensive. So what you're seeing as you know people have a little less money in their wallet, they're turning to these cheaper options. And, you know, legal cannabis and illegal cannabis, like, it's not very differentiated, right? Like a bag of weed is a bag of weed. Sure, legal companies have pesticide testing, and maybe they're making, you know, more innovative products in the legal market, like edibles and chocolates and things like that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you're just looking to buy weed, it's not really that much different from, you know, the guy that you've been hitting up for the past 10 years or the dispensary down the street. And obviously, if you're paying a lot more money for the legal weed, you're going to go back to your, uh, your old buddy.
0: Yeah, let's let's talk regulations. So you write that shifting state-by-state regulations make it hard for cannabis sellers to be successful, like in California.
2: Sure. So in California, and, and I use California because it's a bit of an extreme example, but in California, to put it simply, a consumer will probably pay an extra tax of forty to fifty percent over what they'd pay if they're just buying from an illicit market dealer. Wow. And so when you have that framework in place, you just are not capturing enough of the legal market. There's such a thriving black market or illicit market in California, where, you know, it really cuts into the tax revenue that the state is able to derive from that.
0: Billions of dollars worth of capital has been pouring into weed companies in recent years. But you say that investors are now skittish. Why? Is it just the economy?
2: Number one, it's the economy. Number two, it's that if you look at the kind of stock prices of these cannabis companies, they've suffered a lot. A lot of investors poured money in in the early days of legalization, 2015, 2016, and Canada in 2018. Some of those companies have lost over 90% of their share prices since then. Wow. And so obviously, when that's the case, if you have, you know, almost 100% of your investment wiped out, you're probably not going to reinvest the industry and you probably don't want to help these companies. And investing is emotional. And so there's generally just a poor pessimistic feeling about the industry right now, for sure.
0: There's so much going on with regulation right now. So like historically, is there any precedent for the moment the weed industry is in?
2: I think the f- one historical precedent that people point to is the repeal of Prohibition in the 1930s, huh. right? It's kind of the one time in American history where you've had something that was illegal become legal, and then you've had all these companies race to make money on the back of that regulatory shift, which is what we're seeing in cannabis right now. I think it's a little bit different because prior to Prohibition, alcohol was legal. All that being said, cannabis is really unique, right? It's a drug that's been illegal for so long. It's now just getting legalized, but it's slowly and surely, you know, sputtering towards legalization at the federal level. Like it just hasn't materialized as fast as some people thought. And so uh, these companies are in a really difficult position to navigate to all these changes.
0: So Jeremy, downturn aside, the future for legal weed seems, you know, pretty bright, at least for the biggest and often widest companies? Yes. So will this disproportionately affect the smallest companies or the ones owned by people of color?
2: It's a question that regulators are struggling with is how to get people who are most harmed by the war on drugs, mostly, you know, black, brown entrepreneurs, how to get them to play a huge role in the economic benefits that legalization can actually provide. And I think some of the difficult issues really just stem from federal illegalization, right? Because if you're an entrepreneur, and let's say you are from a neighborhood where you don't have a wide network of wealthy people that you know to invest in your business, you do really need to get a loan from a bank. And banks right now don't really want to lend to the industry. And so it's extremely difficult for these entrepreneurs to get off the ground.
0: Yeah. Jeremy? Thanks so much for chatting.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Jeremy Burke is
1: Insider's resident cannabis reporter. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Kay Moynihan.
0: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. We produce our show along with Grace Eliza Goodwin, Frank Alito, and my usual co-host, Dave Smith, who's spending time with his new baby.
1: Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider and we had help this week from Rob Gunther, Dan Gooding and Michal Stein. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend.